0: We all know that cars mean traffic, errands, and budgets. But they should also represent freedom and fun. Join us as we work
1: to find everyone a car they'll love.
0: I'm Paul. I'm Todd. And this is the Everyday Driver Car Debate. Well, hey, look, I'm back. (laughs) Hello to all of you. (laughs) Welcome back from vacation. I'm glad to be back. I'm glad to be back. Actually, it was a great vacation. I had that fantastic vacation experience, genuinely, where I didn't know what day it was, and I didn't do any of my normal routine at all. It worked. Good. And then, then, like, about 24 hours before we're headed home, I was starting to, like, think about show stuff and be like, all right, let's get back in. Let's get this done. your headspace back in. Yeah, it's amazing how you get back into
1: work mode or what we do into, you know, as you're coming back out. I'm actually traveling right now. Doing a little bit of uh, vacation with family and uh, just <laughs> – you and I were discussing before this even started and we
0: keep looking yeah, at our watches yeah. and going,
1: oh, all right, we get, well, you don't wear a watch. But we, you know we, what I mean. Yeah.
0: On, but but like, I do have a – I have a computer go. in front of me. I can tell you what time it is. It, we've been going for more than a half hour and we realized we hadn't done a podcast yet just because you and I are updating so many things. We're shooting this year's feature film in about a week, which is really exciting. We've yeah. got some cool U- YouTube yeah. releases, believe it or not, that are coming. And uh, guess what? The season is still releasing on Amazon and Vimeo. We have a couple more weeks of releases on that to get the six new ones out. And it is also still playing on Velocity. And actually, we're still getting emails from people that are, I mean, I. It's rerunning on Velocity right now, those first six, and we're still getting emails of people that are just now finding the show on Velocity, and I love that. So thank you to great. those of you that yeah. have found it and are writing. Please, I'm going to say it again. If you'd like to rate us, we would welcome your rating on IMDb or Amazon, either place. We need some, actually, more ratings on Amazon uh, for Season 3. If you're so so inclined, we would appreciate it. You know, I was talking to my niece. She's 18,
1: and she's a college sophomore, actually, now. And just talking about IMDb, and she told me she spends a lot of time on IMDb, and I hadn't really okay. realized that and i said hmm. wow because well she was looking up her uncle and uh, she said have you <laughs> looked i said well yes you know we've made the page so if you are so inclined please rate yeah, us on yeah, imdb yeah. as well and she she says she spends a lot of time on there looking at stuff and learning about actors and actresses and films and that kind of stuff and it i thought wow it didn't even occur to me that that people would spend a fair amount of time on there i thought really it was just more in my head for Hollywood industry and that kind of stuff, but it's really well, but, not. You can learn so
0: much. You can. And here's where it's gotten weird. I don't think you've had this experience yet, but here's where it's gotten weird or great or everyone look at it Big Brother, I'm not sure. But Amazon owns IMDb, okay? Yeah, right. So, right. the interesting thing is if you're watching a movie on Amazon Prime, maybe you've had this experience. If you're watching a movie, movie on Amazon Prime, and you pause it, pick a scene, I don't care, you pause it. The actors in the scene, their IMDb pictures come up just over the pause bar, and you can go down and click on the actor and jump to their IMDb information while you're sitting there on pause.
1: Yeah, she was noticing this, and I said, yes, I've tried that, and so it's uh, it's pretty cool, actually. I, I think it's actually pretty handy when you pause it, and stuff comes up, and you think, oh, that's that actor. That's where I've seen him before,
0: you know? Yes. What I find funny, though, is when it's like two huge actors and like the guy whose credit's going to be third guy on the left, his IMDb is popping up beside him. So it's like Glenn Close, Robert De Niro, some person I've never heard of that doesn't even have a line. That's who's exactly. listed on the bottom right now at the pause bar. It's awesome. Exactly. They don't do
1: everybody in the scene, even though there's you know a face and you want to know who that is. It might just do the popular actors or the... You know, the headline actors in the movie, that kind of thing. But if the the
0: scene's small enough, like third guy on the left gets his one moment (laughs) in the sun when you pause it. You're like, oh, my gosh, IMDb page. There it is. Pause it at 4502 (laughs) and you'll see me and my IMDb page comes up. Ridiculous. Thank you guys for being with us. I also want to thank our sponsors for being with us. Covercraft, Grio's Garage, Auto Tempest. Actually, we just got a question about Auto Tempest. Yes, they are the folks that aggregate. You put your search in once and it pulls from everywhere, including Craigslist, which is really cool. Yeah. And, of yeah. course, Brush Hero. That is Brush Hero. It's a, he- it's, it's a brush wearing a cape. I just want to clarify this, okay? Guys, we have a meetup in Utah
1: coming. You've heard us talk about this, and we know sometimes people are behind on the podcast, which is perfectly fine. But the Utah meetup is coming. The information is on the website, everydaydriver.com, and you can find all the details on there. If you do have a question, please email us for us uh, yeah. to us and say, hey, you know, Utah meetup in the subject line. If you do have a question mm-hmm. and we have somehow mm-hmm. not answered or covered that question. But there's a lot of people signed up. I'm excited. It's going I've cool. actually be really not cool. been on my mountain bike for a while now, and I'm kind of missing it right now. I've been traveling.
0: I took my son biking today. It actually went really well. We had a, we oh, had a big ride. That was it very fun. And I started thinking because, of course— he does not ride our speed. And I'm not claiming we're rock stars, well, but he just doesn't ride our speed. Sure. He's nine. Yeah. Okay? So, yeah. But I started thinking about the fact that we're doing a mountain bike section. Not required, of course. Mountain bike section, those of you that want to join us for, uh, for that part of the meetup. And you know, who knows what that speed will be. We've got like 10 bikers coming, which is going to be really cool. <laughs> which is amazing. Plus like amazing. 20 or 30 people on the track day, which is great. Last bit of show news that I can think of right now that I really ought to share, because it is pretty cool. One of you is going to drive away and spot the Mini. I don't know who it is yet, but we are doing a raffle for my last year's winter car. That is a 2005 Mini Cooper S that is nicknamed Spot, because if you've seen a photo, he's got spots on him. Enough of you have <laughs> bought tickets now that it is going to someone, which is very cool. I'm excited to hear that. That means, well, we'll, we'll set it up. Maybe
1: one of you can come to Utah and we can hand it off and you can drive yeah. it home or something like that. It'd be It'd be cool, so... That is going. I'm thrilled to hear that. And it's been an experiment. Honestly, we for weren't sure, for sure. if yep. this would go, if people would be enthusiastic. But hey, the tickets are low price and the tickets are still on sale, also on the website. So if you go to yep. everydaydriver.com as well and you'll see mini, the mini raffle, spot the mini right yep. there. And you can enter but-
0: as well the raffle goes through the 16th of September this month so if you're not a person that keeps up to the podcast to the day depending upon what day you're listening you can check you still have the ability to put your your hat in the ring so to speak for the raffle and what's interesting is we sold enough tickets for him to go but yet many people have bought a lot of tickets so as far as number of people out there that are in the raffle it's not a ton Yeah. so uh, somebody's going to win it and I'm very excited about this All right.
1: so my last piece of business is Patreon and that is if you can and are willing to support the show we do you have yeah. a Patreon page on Patreon.com. It's a Patron page, and that is a way to support the show. All those dollars are going right towards production. And Todd and I are discussing ideas for the show. I was still getting ideas while I was in Monterey, thinking, <laughs> could know. we travel? Could we go do this? Somehow, could we afford this? This would be a great comparison. I'm not going to tell mm-hmm. you what it is because if we pull this off, uh, it's no guarantees. It's just an idea, and that's the problem. Way more <laughs> ideas than money, and it still oh, continues. Always, always. yeah. Uh, anyway. Well, thank you guys for your Patreon support as well already. And if you are a patron member, a Patreon member, and you are writing to a car debate to us, please mention that as well so we can uh, call you out and get to your car debate as well. We do have a really great car debate for Andrew. He's in Mm -hmm. the UK. But we're going to start with a topic Tuesday, which has been on my mind, and it's been asked in a number of different ways. Mm-hmm. It first started with uh, Ben Check Davis. He said this kind of started out as the best enthusiast car for every state, but wow. okay. let's back off of that because we'll man, be here man. for the next four and a half hours, and let's go Seriously. to every Seriously. region in the U.S. and Canada. And I thought, all right, there it is. Wow! I, <laughs> wow! All right, <laughs> every region still... we get to define the regions, by the way, and I, the price. I, I,
0: I find this quite daunting, to be honest with you. I, I think you, you have probably given this more thought than I have. Well, I've tried I, to cover a few sections. I think it's interesting. I also feel like this is a rabbit hole question that never ends. I, I genuinely is, think so.
1: But that's th- that makes it eligible for the topic Tuesday. Because Jay Doherty, no, 787, he asked in a different way. He said, car for every major type of region in the country. And he was giving an example of LA with great mountain roads, mm-hmm. but horrible traffic. And he said, this one car must be good at everything. I'm not going to yeah, put such yeah, yeah. strict... Uh, components to that but I liked both of these and so I will say you can define the region you can define the price category it doesn't have to be okay only within the $25,000 budget or something like that you can go a little nuts if you feel like it because this is the the enthusiast car for every region like I said define Mm -hmm. your regions define your price point and I say dive right in which is it's going to be interesting I did spend a little more time on the regions because I thought all right Texas and California are their own regions. Are they not?
0: Are they not? <laughs> Could be argued. I mean, I had I have a California coastline region because I okay. think that's a separate thing. All right, I fair. also have, an, I and I want to start here, I have what I have described as the south. Now, this is not a discussion <laughs> yeah. of look up your Civil War map. I'm not discussing that. I'm talking right. about geographically, draw a line through, let's say, Oklahoma City, okay? If you're south of Oklahoma City, I think you apply to my south discussion here because, I, look, I I grew up in Texas. I get it. I know weather happens there occasionally that is ice and snow, And but I also know that when that happens, generally, if you're below that line, uh, they just closed everything. So you mm. don't really need all-wheel drive. You don't really need winter tires. I mean, we had somebody write us once that said they live in Florida, and all-wheel drive was a requirement, and I thought, are there even any hills in Florida? So I, I'm not sure. You know, If you, if you live in you're the right, South, weather's right. not really your concern. And I, when I say weather, I mean winter weather. Uh, but the other thing that happens in a lot of that part of the country, if you think about that part of the country, not across the board, but in general, your roads are, I'm thinking about Texas or Arizona or these kind of places where you may not have really good winding roads, but you may have, like, I can stretch my legs. I'm going to get on on this on-ramp, and I'm going to look at the horizon for an hour. Okay? You have these opportunities. <laughs> so so as do. a result, do. The, south, the south is the place for the long-legged V8s. And I have multiple reasons for this. I'm with you. I'm with you. Good, good, good. The, the Camaro, the Mustang, the Corvette, the Charger and Challenger, hellcats go here, ladies and gentlemen. That's where they go, okay? <laughs> and, and the other thing, and this is going to seem weird, but I'm going to pull from personal experience. The other thing about having a big, long-legged V8 here, doesn't have to be great at corner. It can be, but it doesn't need to be. The thing great about a long-legged V8 here in the South is temperature. I know you think I'm crazy, but follow me. I've owned a string now of four-cylinder cars, Mm-hmm. And the commonality yeah. with four-cylinder cars is this: Yes, your air conditioner works, but the higher you get the engine turning, the better your air conditioner works because it's a little four-cylinder and he's struggling to pull the car and give you halfway decent air conditioning. The
1: faster you your go, big, the better
0: the AC works. Seriously, your big <laughs> V8, and, and I'm talking about look the Saab, the Mini, the '86, the Lotus they all they all apply. Now, some of them better than others. The 86 did the best, but they all are in this category. But here's the thing. I had, again, if you've listened to the show, a line of Caprice classics. These were not performance cars. But you know what? That big American V8, that AC, was always ice cold. Mm-hmm. You need a big V8 just so you can sit in traffic still and the air conditioner is still blowing when it's 110 outside and 100% humidity. That matters, too.
1: Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. I, Like I said, I worked harder on my... geographic regions thinking all right i could slice it up here Mm -hmm. but again could be debated and yeah any one of these cars could be great because you know you look at geographic regions and you look look at you know government studies about what cars are sold where and Mm -hmm. you know all Mm -hmm. that kind of stuff there's plenty of data and geographic information america has figured a lot of stuff out as has Canada, you know, the best kinds of stuff. But when it comes down to enthusiast cars, pickup trucks are out. They're right out. But you know, you come down to maybe some all wheel drive cars in various regions, but yeah, it's sort of like there's a lot of space in Wyoming and Montana and Texas. Mm-hmm. So well, there's certain kinds of cars that belong there.
0: I hear you. And let's be honest. I mean, we're, the whole world is selling SUVs faster than they can make everything else. And of course, the the F-150 and the Silverado still, out, still outsell about everything. I get it. You're right. You're absolutely right. Except you and I are not making a truck podcast. They have their no, place no, and they're going to get bought. But I, nobody has ever said, I really want to buy a pickup to run it down a tight back road. And that's kind of where you and I like to be. So uh, yeah, yeah. Not, not a truck podcast.
1: Yeah, and then I thought, all right, do electric cars come into play on this list anywhere? If they do, it generally... Again, you could... <laughs> I I could be wrong here, is what I'm saying. You could look at the coasts for the electric cars. But then, as an enthusiast electric car, there's not a lot of those on the market. The first Tesla Roadster, which some people have either forgotten about or weren't aware because of Elon's new $250,000 Tesla Roadster coming our way at some point, magically... Then, you know, I think, all right, no, this was an an Elise, and I try to describe this. It was really an Elise chassis, lengthened, and, you know, that, to me, was an enthusiast electric car. But, sadly, small numbers, low production. And put them on the map, yeah. You know, exactly, it did, but that's, I'd like to see more of those cars in the future. But, again, that's not the direction electric cars are going. So, Mm -hmm. for me, for my list, I don't have any electric cars because I don't really Hmm, quite consider them... An enthusiast car, even though they've got the performance numbers to back it up, there's other sure, things that we sure. look for that enthusiasts go for. I mean, engine note is one of them, and certainly handling feel and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But well, no electric car made my list.
0: They, they may be running 90%, it feels like, of the media coverage, but they are covering about 1% to 2% of the actual market <laughs> of cars being sold, which is a bit of a dichotomy. So right,
1: yeah. right. If you were to believe everything you read, electric cars have taken over. So have autonomous cars, by the mm-hmm. way. But yes. not Autonomous the Autonomous electric
0: cars is all everybody's driving, according to what you're going to read on the internet. And <laughs> exactly. as we know, the internet is always right. So, yeah.
1: It is. It's all, it's all true on the internet. I, I added the Pacific Northwest. I added Southeast and South because I kind of divided it up because I wanted a car to add to this list. But, and okay. then, uh, of course. <laughs> oh,
0: you're just, splitting regions by cars I, to, f- you know, to kinda, use. I see. Kinda, okay.
1: All right. Kind of. Eastern. The East Coast, I'm still honestly working about. But I, I do have my car for the Northeast. And it's, you know, the Subaru WRX, because that's Mm -hmm, an enthusiast mm -hmm. car. It just belongs there, even though you could argue that belongs in somewhere some other region. But I started there, but I say I want to hear your four categories too. And did you have multiple cars in each region? Is my question? I have
0: multiple cars in each region. I I I only did four categories. I was trying to think of the like the big iconic places I could think of. And again, I did the sure. south. I have what sure. I referred to as California coastline. I am glad you're covering the the northwest. I think that's excellent. Uh the Rockies region just in general I want to Good. talk about the Rockies. Good. And I want to talk about the east coast big cities. And I'm doing Chicago, Boston, New York. Uh, the com- and in fact I'll just talk on that right now. The commonality in all of those is, wow, there's a lot of traffic. <laughs> hmm, there's a lot of cars on this road. Wow, this road is not in good shape. And oh look, have you noticed traffic? Uh, so that's kind of the, the the common thread on all of those cities. Sure, sure. So If you're going to have that much stop and go, and bad roads. It's hard for me to think enthusiast car in that regard. Now, our friend Nate drives an '86 year round. I applaud him for that. Yeah, Uh, and and I should also I should also give this caveat. I am trying to think about what do I I think cars that would work for most people that want to like their car.
2: Mm, I'm the weird guy that would have that
0: would be driving a tiny little car in any equation, in any weather. I've proven that. I, I can't, I can't recommend that though in this discussion because that takes a certain kind of crazy. Let's be honest.
1: If so, you could put a blade on the front of the Elise, I know you would. You'd plow your neighbor's driveways just for the fun of it.
0: I know you and would. And then I, yeah, if I wasn't worried about it being in halfway decent shape, I'd be like, I'm going to drive this all winter just for the laugh. So I really would. Uh, so yeah, there's that. So for these East Coast big cities, I think there's two two ways to go. You either do embrace the electric car, just embrace it. There it is. I'm going to sit in this for a while, but now I'm not burning gas, and I've gone electric, and I'm fine with it. And then also, I think, in general, your electric car can embrace the appliance reality a little bit more by the sheer nature of how it works. Hmm. So sure. if you, if you sure. get it a little beat on by these potholes and that kind of thing, you're okay with it. It's, it's, you're not thrilled, but it's going okay. to be okay. All right. The other thing I thought about for these big cities is the exact antithesis, and that is this is where your big SUV goes your escalades of the world your your old expedition because you have now created your own personal bank vault when you're in these cities (laughs) I go here I'm not worried about you I'm not worried about you I am in my bank vault we are moving or we're not moving you cannot get to me Hmm. oh look there's a pothole oh look I don't care this is where big SUVs go
1: all right fair enough fair enough I I like that I yeah keep going around the the uh quadrants here. I guess that's kind of how you divided it up, right? Quadrants, essentially? A little bit.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, So California coastline, uh, let me go there real quick. That is where, in general, you're not going to have terrible weather there. And in many cases, you're going to have some pretty great roads. But we do have that little traffic problem that's getting slightly worse. So yeah. you've got to have a nice place to sit. I mean, I would go 86 or I would go Lotus Elise or something where the interior doesn't matter because I'm that guy. But that's not reality for most of us. So this is where your rear-wheel drive cars with some luxury go. Mm-hmm. And, and again, I, in general, I'm trying to think below sixty grand. but you can get old versions of these things and get down into the 20s. So, yes, this is where Porsches go. This is where BMWs go because – it's a nice place to be when you're sitting still, but if sure. you have a chance to run one of the back roads, they're going to be great. They're going to be awesome. If right, you don't go that right. route, if you don't go that route, and of course, look, you could do the alts. You could go, what about Infinity? Okay, sure. It can go here too. What about uh, Lexus, the, the, the RC? Okay. Yeah. All right. You can make that work. But these nice rear wheel drive cars with luxury all go here. Then of course you can have alts and the alt becomes you decided to throw out rear wheel drive. This is the kind of the part of the country to celebrate rear wheel drive. But if you don't go that way, of course, you can bring in Audi and Mercedes. Mm-hmm. Or yeah. Honda can help you because a Honda Accord with some really good tires is going to surprise you. And if you want to be a little crazy, there's the Civic Type R. Oh, now
1: that's a car I forgot to put on my list. I like that. But it reminds I'm me here of another for you. car. Reminds me of another one. I like that. Okay. That's that's a
0: good California car. I mean, look, you could also say California coastline. You could do, this is where all your convertibles go. Obviously, the convertibles go in California or they go in Florida. I get it. But if somebody's looking for a quote unquote usable car, generally your convertibles don't fall into that category. I think you should just go buy one if you want one, but maybe you can't handle two seats in a drop top. So they go there, but I don't think that's as versatile, for lack of a better way to put it, as some of the other cars I've mentioned.
1: Hmm. All right. All right. And so that's where you're leaving things?
0: For the California coast. I can do the Rockies if you want me to finish up my list, because I think you've got a lot more to cover than I do.
1: Okay. All right. We'll come back then. I I told you about the Subaru WRX. That's a true enthusiast car, but I did kind of let for sure, it, for sure. the budget hang out a bit, maybe uh, for the rest of the regions. Uh, <laughs> Eastern. <laughs> I'm still working on the Eastern. Honestly, I had a few cars and I, I wanted to go a bit hotter, Maybe I'll think of something here for Eastern. But I did go in the Southeast. I was thinking Florida, honestly. And here you've got long, straight, brilliant roads. Here is where your 2015 V8 Aston Martin Vantage GT goes. And if you can get the drop top, because, you know, Miami, you've got to have a little bit of spice and flash. And I don't want the Lamborghinis with the doors up rolling around. But it has to speak to some class. And so this is where that GT car goes here for the Southeast. But then going okay. straight right. west in the south, you know, I look at a map and I'm thinking, hmm, Mississippi, Arkansas, going straight through maybe to Dallas or through Oklahoma. What about a BMW M3 of any type, any kind? Because okay. you all could. Right. And again, all my car choices might not work in all weather, so I'm, I'm blowing it out a little bit. But the M3 had to be on my list. Sure. Any, and, and any this...
0: M3. This may be the most easily debatable topic Tuesday in history. So hang on, it's going to we're going to be all over the place. You, you we will get letters.
1: Sh- exactly. You we will get
0: letters on this podcast for sure. Shoot
1: my arguments full of holes, which is fine. The Midwest is where I did put the C7 Corvette Z06, but Camaros and Mustangs live here too. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> okay. I have all lots right. of love for those too. But then moving west, I'm 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 going to go ahead and say this. I want an Audi R8 in the Rockies. I want an sure. I want an R8. Brilliant! In, if you can do it. It's all I like city. It. I want an R8 year round. Audi yeah. R8s, the enthusiast car. Yes, I know they're expensive. Even used. Even an oh ten <laughs> year old Audi R8. They're still yeah. what seventy, eighty grand
0: at least uh, for a nice one. You're, you're certainly going to have to bring bring sixty to get to really have a conversation. Yeah.
1: <laughs> then I drop down to Texas. Keep going. You can see kind of how I'm going around the map here. Yes. Hellcat yes, well powered anything really? Even if yeah. they come out with a truck.
0: That and Hellcats drop that belong in. in Texas. I think that it it honestly it needs to be the Texas edition is just the Hellcat car. is isn't it, is. it yep.
1: like peanut butter and jelly. Hellcats in Texas. I, I think it's yeah. just synonymous with Texas.
0: Hellcats in Houston. Let me think. The actual hey. Houston. The actual Houston Hellcat Club would be the Houston Lcat Club because they don't <laughs> say H's and we don't know why. So uh, and and you're welcome if you live in Houston or Humble. You're welcome. <laughs> be, to be a part of the LCAT club. Oh, anyway, I'm, just I'm, I'm gonna, sorry, I
1: don't know. Yeah. I'm gonna leave that right there. I did car call, call out California, anywhere in California, a PD equipped nine eleven. I have to put a nine eleven in somewhere. Okay. Oh, Here's yeah, where P D K sure. goes it's, because of the nine eleven goodness, yeah. and PDK because of the traffic. All right. Mm-hmm, and then what mm-hmm. did I skip? Uh the Pacific Northwest. BMW yep, two yep. series or an F type for the pacific northwest seattle <laughs> tasty
0: okay all right And
1: I, I did i want to touch on the provinces of canada real quick
0: really just the border provinces wow, because you covered if, it you, if, you at least touched on everything well, well done.
1: hey if you're up by hudson bay or you're in the northwest territories you're gonna want to pick up truck you just kind of are so i'm gonna say for uh well we'll start on the east coast here ontario and quebec nissan gtrs live here all wheel drive. Huh, okay. All right. Yeah. 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 Manitoba and Saskatchewan. Mercedes AMG GTS is where this could go.
0: <laughs> You've done really well, sir. Really, really well. <laughs> I'm
1: also calling out Alberta for an NSX because all wheel drive, but still it's hot sports car. Honda for the reliability. I I okay. like it. I know it's dusty up there. It can be dusty, but I'm calling out an NSX, and then for British Columbia. I'm going back to a 991 Targa 4 GTS because of all wow. of the the beautiful stuff you get to drive through on the West Coast there in, in British Columbia. Got to have the Targa, but it's still the hard top magnesium panels. You know, come on. Yeah. Got to have the yeah. Targa GTS for that.
0: In this scenario, all our listeners and, and we have money. I, I really do like this I world are living in. I know. I know. really do. I'm, I, I, I want to live in this world. I, I really do. <laughs> I want to drive around in the Rockies where everybody's driving R8s, and I want to get up into the Pacific Northwest where it's, oh, look, another M2. That'd be great. I think that's fantastic.
1: <laughs> hey, M2s for everybody in Seattle. I That's my recipe for success. <laughs> okay. And uh, I think you had what left? West Coast or just... I had had Rockies left. Oh, just the Rockies. Rockies, Right, right, right. And the
0: Rockies is where your all-wheel drive fun cars go. And, of course, you could go up GTR. I I get that. You could go F-Type all-wheel drive. You could go R8s if you wanted to be in that higher world. But bringing it back down to kind of the earth and the everyday driver stuff... That's where I put all the fun all-wheel-drive hatchbacks, or in some cases, they're competitive sedans. The Golf R goes here. The Focus RS is a Rockies car. Mm, The STI, the Evo. This is where these cars belong, because if it's June and it just snowed three inches, you don't care. But if True. it's June and the and the fun road just opened up, you're incredibly excited. And, oh, look, I've got skis. Okay, roof rack. Oh, look, my bike goes on the back. This is where the hatchback shape makes so much sense, especially when it is a performance hatchback. I think that's and this is the reason that Subaru does so well in the Rockies because of the utility of it but I'm leaning toward the performance line of all of these and that's where they just go and whenever we go to a car show out here there are three or four every time there's three or four Golf R's every single time we're there
2: Yeah, because
0: it makes sense you just see it you go I want a GTI oh look we have weather I'd like a little more performance sure I'll take more performance how about a Golf R? it just happens (laughs) for the
1: next podcast we're going to break down everything by city and population density so every city in the US above 10,000 people Stop. we're gonna Stop. break wait okay so one million or more my head
0: hurts already my head hurts already
1: wait. yeah shoot our arguments full of holes i say bring it
0: but i'm there I'm will be letters i'm just coast. i'm bracing myself there will be letters
1: i know i i was originally thinking gti just because of the traffic and you want something but i want something hotter and more fun for the east coast than a gti i want something maybe it is a gt350
0: Maybe Driving through the big dig in Boston, I don't think you care much. It just needs to move whenever traffic
1: moves. But yeah, (laughs) I hope my car rolls right. Yeah, seriously, anyway. All right, well, we're taking a quick break. We'll be back after this.
0: Our sponsor, Wrangler, has given a slightly different copy for our ad, so we realize there's only one way to handle this. We have to bring back The Voice. Everybody has a favorite pair of jeans, the pair that fits perfectly and always looks great. The pair you wear out at night, at home, on the couch, at work, wherever. They're the go-to and you can't underestimate their importance. No one knows this better than Wrangler, the authority on jeans. Using their expertise in comfort and durability, Wrangler jeans are made for the adventurers, the go-getters, the folks who like to keep moving. Whether you ride a bike, a bronc, a skateboard, or even drive a car. You could be a person that just wanders the earth looking for we're not sure what. These are still the jeans for you. Classic or modern styles, a range of fits, even vintage re-releases, with a price that works for you. Wrangler has something for everybody. Visit Wrangler.com and check out their great selection of jeans, shirts, pants, outerwear for men and for women. New styles, great fits. Wrangler. Real, comfortable jeans. That was proper. Yeah. Here's
1: some useful car tips you might not be aware of. A coffee filter and a little bit of olive oil can clean your interior. Removing excess weight from your car will improve gas mileage. And you can place your key fob to your chin to increase its range. It's kind of weird, right? Well, here's another tip you might also not know about TrueCar also helps people get
0: used cars. That's right, TrueCar isn't just for buying new cars. With their certified dealer network and nationwide inventory of nearly 1 million used cars, you'll enjoy real pricing on actual inventory and a simpler buying experience, whether you buy new or used. And with TrueCar, users can see what others paid, you know, so you'll know if
1: you're getting a good deal before you buy. They're also more likely to enjoy a faster buying experience by connecting with TrueCar certified dealers. When you're ready to buy a new or used car, check out TrueCar and enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Some features are not available in all states.
0: When it comes to technology, there can be a big difference between consumer grade and business class. Just like with airlines, when you step up, there's a reason. There are benefits. HP and Intel are excited about their business line of products. Laptops focused on the prosumer. Many modern
1: consumer grade processors and mobile operating systems prioritize the battery life over the processing power. Business class PCs often offer both better performance and longer battery life, and they allow users to work faster and longer while they're on the road. Ask me how I know I've done this for years in the tech industry. And when you're searching for good laptops for graphic design or industrial design, you've got every right to be picky. HP has been a go-to choice for designers for years because their powerful laptops combine serious performance with a streamlined user interface. They strive to serve the pros, the beginners,
0: and everybody in between. The HP Elite PCs are designed for heavy-duty reliability. We're talking 115,000 hours, that's right, of HP's testing on these standards to ensure they're durable. These business class devices are bundled with software that sometimes isn't even available at the lower levels or is an extra premium to get it. It comes right on these PCs. Every Elite HP PC comes with HP Elite Premium Support. That's 24-7, 365 dedicated people there to help you with your computer that isn't available on the consumer-grade products. I've used HP business
1: class PCs for years, and I know that support is crucial, as is the processing power, as is the build quality, and they deliver. You can get an extra 10% off on select 8th generation Intel powered HP PCs with the code DRIVER until September 17th, 2018. Go to hp.com DRIVER.
2: You could try to protect yourself with
0: a bathroom full of plastic balls, or you could get liability coverage through the GEICO Insurance Agency. Visit GEICO.com and see how affordable renter's insurance can be. We're back with this week's Card debate, or this episode's Card debate, I should say. This is for Andrew writing to us from England. I love this story, Andrew, because it keeps unfolding. You said you're (laughs) a long-time listener of the show. Thank you. You are about to be a father. Awesome. Then you mention what you do for a living where it's one of the twists you are an engineer at mclaren you listen to our little podcast about cars other than mclaren that are far less than the price point our podcast generally focuses on things that cost about the door of a mclaren we like McLarens. don't get me wrong so you're a mclaren automotive engineer which i think is fantastic uh maybe 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 we need to get a tour i'm just saying Uh, anyway so (laughs) we need to show up first and then andrew might be able to pull some strings for us you remember me, yeah. Anyway, so there's that. So, so that's that's really cool. But then here's the other twist. Not only you're about to be a father, you just found out <clears throat> you're about to be the father of twins. Andrew, congrats.
1: That's awesome. Welcome to double everything. I guess <laughs> yeah. right,
0: exactly. Not you thought there was there was weird, crazy shaped plastic and weird colors coming. Just double that, my friend. Bravo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wow, this is incredible. Well, I didn't
1: give away the fact that Andrew was a McLaren employee on uh, up top of the podcast. I thought it would be a fun little surprise because for you sure know, for sure. here's what he does. He listens to the podcast while he's at work, while he's working on McLaren's. This is I think incredible. It's I think it's wonderful. Yep. I love this, Andrew. And so you did also acknowledge, which I will call out because it's fair game if you write to us on the email. He said the impending <laughs> McLaren BP-23 with this, the three-seat layout would be perfect, but <laughs> not only is it out of your budget, it's also sold out. Hey,
0: fair Honey, game. I'm taking both the kids on a fun drive. Have fun. Yeah, uh huh. Sure, you
1: know, I see it, Andrew. The irony is very thick here. You're you're a enthusiast car nut. And you're having two kids, twins, and so you work for McLaren, the three seat. All right, I don't know. explain any further, but I do well, but, love your email here.
0: Hang, hang on, I just had an idea that is either brilliance oh, no. or madness. Oh, I'm no. not sure which. Oh no, Andrew. Andrew, what what's your access to that car? Because <laughs> here's what I see. Here's what I see. <laughs> just just. Just for fun, just just for fun. One day, oh my god! Can you buckle, please? Can you buckle two rear-facing child seats into the left and right seats of that car? Put a driver in the center, or just don't put a driver in the center. Just leave the driver's seat open. Take a really nicely composed photograph, and McLaren can post that and just say surprisingly practical. That's I think what that's I, a I. I want to see an idea. It has photo to be Andrew with, driving with his kids. I want to see a photo of two rear-facing child seats in the two passenger seats of that car. That That's just a photo I want to see. I love that.
1: It, it, the irony is great. All right, so here's the background. Anders owned a lot of little hatchbacks, all right? So yep. he owned the N- Nissan NX. And mm-hmm. yes, we had them in the USA. They were the Pulsar, I believe. is the Pulsar yeah. NX. And they had a, a rear boot that was interchangeable. And I don't think anybody really caught on to that. I mean... Well, you didn't see people either, like, hey, it's sunny day. I think I'll change my – no, it was kind of a hassle, so you just leave it on. It Even was the it was first cool, execution
0: of modular car design, and people seemed to either use them as a hatchback or as a coupe. And depending upon the owner, they went with one of those two, and I never felt like anybody was like, I should change the top today. You just That was the one that stays on anybody use
1: a reversible desk or you flip your belt over from brown to black or you turn your jacket inside? <laughs> no, you get bored with it. No, you're just – you want – I want my shoes to be just shoes. The thing doesn't have to zip off And change the soles I just want shoes That's all I want
0: You want just Crocs All the time right Yes, Crocs
1: Yes I, Right They're My favorite <laughs> If you've sure. ever
0: seen Anything we've shot Paul has an incredible taste In both watches and shoes And I will tell you right now There are no Crocs in his closet
1: yeah, my taste some side sometimes exceeds my budget. Well, all the time, actually. But, you right. know, hey. That's,
0: that's the joy of this podcast it's right here. We have no idea what budgets are. Yeah, all right, speaking, speaking of budgets.
1: <laughs> yeah. Nissan NS- NX is the Nissan that he had. He had the Golf GTI and a Subaru mm-hmm. WRX. But that's not what he has right now. He's got an Audi A3 2.0 TDI Sportback. It's the five-door. Yep. And this five-door, is the car yeah. he commutes to McLaren in every day.
2: Uh-huh. I love it.
1: All right. So he said it works out. It's a bit of a dull car. And he says dull like, I don't know, 30,000 times in his email here. It's the dull. next like Did the I next five dull?
0: sentences. He makes sure that he he reminds us that the car is dull. So, Andrew, <laughs> message received. Uh, apparently, your A3 is is fine, but boring. Yeah. Yeah, we get that. All right. So you were going to mention budget here. Well, he's he's saying what he wants to do is, uh, in case you didn't follow along, the A3 is dull. So he'd like to replace that, but doesn't have to replace it. He was thinking, okay, I'm about to be a father. I'm going to buy an MX-5, and then I've got a fun little dedicated sports car, and then, oops, I'm having twins. So he's decided that the MX-5 doesn't work. I still think you and your wife are going to want to leave for the night, and the in-laws <laughs> are going to stay with the kids, and you'd be fine in MX5. I think that, that I think the two-seat car is not out because let's be honest, any really? sports car is going to be hard to get. I, I think you could still do it if is you that want one to kid at a time, you A3. take
1: two fun drives, and each kid goes eventually. Or no, no, I'm, I'm saying back?
0: this is this is the parents' escape car. That's the only reason the two seat works. Oh, if we're um. talking about transporting the kids, then you instantly are in the world of the two plus two, my friend. You, you, that's where we are. And that was my headspace. On that's totally. what and, I was that's, and that's and that's all I'm recommending. But I am saying if you want to keep if you want to go really cheap and you want an MX five, that just becomes the you and mom escape car. That's what that and that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But I did shop only two plus twos. You're saying if you keep the A three, your budget is only about four thousand. Uh, pounds, so that's not a lot, uh, and that's the Paul limiter, by the way. You said you'd really like it to be three thousand pounds, but if you sell the A <clears> three, <throat> sell the A three, you said it was dull. If you sell the A <laughs> three, we're maybe talking as much as thirty thousand pounds, but now it has to really do everything.
1: Yeah, which I'm gonna work my way towards. I, <clears throat> I'm. Yeah, the the budget is tough. It's I I did it. I did mm-hmm. the budget here. Good. I, I good. can work with it. We can work with just about anything. We might put you on a riding lawnmower, but hey, at least we got you on a vehicle. <laughs> it's not gonna be fun in traffic, but you're gonna have to screw a cup holder to it or something. But the kids are gonna love it. They're, They're gonna, gonna
0: love it. Ten. And when they trash it, and when they trash it, who cares? It's a riding lawnmower. We'll hose it off. Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> All right,
1: Andrew. I I hear you. But in the spirit of the podcast, you remember how I mentioned double everything? I was hoping you could double your budget, right? Okay, Oh oh, no, we'll get there. You're
0: having twins, your budget got doubled. No, no, Paul, the math works the other way. You're having twins, your budget got halved. That's what happens, but anyway. Dang it, I didn't see that coming.
1: All right, so again, he could jump up to 25 to 30,000 pounds if he sold Uh the A3, which he's going to sell the A3 because it's dull.
0: In case you haven't heard, yep.
1: So I started with the cheap car. And I started with a Mini Cooper S. It's British. Well, mm. not technically, but you know what I mean. It's a British car.
0: <laughs> kind of, yeah. I hear, one I like
1: you. Todd's. Yeah. He bought the cheap car. He paid yeah. $5,000, so mm-hmm. right about mm-hmm. three to 4,000 pounds. You could find probably a well-kept Mini Cooper S. It's got back like It's a good it's a idea. Fun yep. car. Yep. And it's mm-hmm. I just I like it. We've recommended this before to other UK listeners and they've rediscovered them. And I love that. Mm-hmm. I'm going with mm-hmm. the Mini Cooper S if you do the cheap thing. But then I thought I'd really love it, Andrew, if you could get into a one series a hmm. BMW 1 series like this 2010 118d with the M sport pack manual transmission for 5490 so that's 5490 pounds i'm pushing on your budget a little bit and
0: but that's but that's the wagon that we didn't get here that's a cool idea yes
1: it's the five door and i thought well wait a minute if we're selling the a3 suddenly the world is our oyster we can go nuts <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right, go. And I thought, go, go. I, I want you to have that car because you've got the four doors, you've got the hatchy thing, but you can do the manual transmission, you can get an upgraded engine... And you could probably Mm -hmm. get gasoline, if possible, and get a whole lot more power. Still stick with a manual transmission and an M Sport package, and go find as much one series five-door as you can get for Mm. 25,000 pounds. Then we're in business, because you can take the kids in the back, you can go to the store, you can fill it full of plastic toys and milk and everything that you buy at the store. That's where my headspace is at for you, Andrew. Is that one series hmm. commute hmm. in that? And then, by the way, it's got a little bit of a different personality when you go hoon that thing. Five door one series. I'm kind of smitten with them. I I wish we had them here, but that's where I I'm going you. for you. So the okay. A3's going, you're shopping for one series now, as much cool one series, and there's nice ones for 25, there's nice sure. ones for 15 to 18, Yeah, but if yeah, we're going yeah, for 20, sure. and that way I'm saving you money, I'm not doubling anything, I'm saving you money, so.
0: Some, somebody hang on to a desk near you, Paul's actually going under budget, that's frightening. It's like,
1: you know, when <laughs> you're told that, hey honey, I, I saved money, well, how much did you save? Well, I spent 800 and I, I saved $300. So really, <laughs> I only spent $500, right? No, 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 no. I'm here to save you money, Andrew. And yeah, that anyway, way, yeah. the A3 is out of your life. We're moving on to something new until that new BP23 enters your life, and you get to take yes, photos. With the, I think McLaren should use you. <laughs> yes. I agree. They should agree. use you as the promotional
0: family for this new car. Why not? McLaren, cars for the whole family. I I, seriously, it writes itself. It really does. It really does. I like this. Andrew, um I I mainly am recommending two plus twos to you because I want to get you into something that feels like a sports car. That that all of those mentions of dull made me go, Okay, we need to not be dull. I have one wild card that breaks my two plus two idea. It's not a wild card because people have heard of it before, but I want to see if I can make it make sense for Andrew. Mm, okay. I note the thing you're coming out of because you're coming out of the Audi, and, and and I think the thing you may not have realized is the Audi has a nice interior and a lot of the sports cars aren't necessarily going to measure up. But okay. All right. So I'm going to say a usual suspect here. Nobody's going to be surprised I'm going to say this, but I'm going to go there. You need to drive the 86 platform. It has back seats. Yes. yeah. yeah. It has a uh, fold-down rear seat. Now, it is a fold-down rear bench. It doesn't split. But but you actually you want the car to be a driver's car. You've said that two or three times in the email. You want it to be a driver-focused car. That is where that car shines. And the thing is, I know people, not at altitude like I am, but I know people that are getting 30 miles to the gallon in that car when they commute in it, okay? So you're not going to get sure. quite the gas mileage you're getting in your diesel, but at the same time. That's a perfectly acceptable car to commute in. And then you can put the kids in the back, and you can actually use it for other things. Correct me if I'm wrong. I thought of that car, too. I thought, well,
1: what Mm -hmm. about an 86? And I went looking, but because of this $4,000, 4,000-pound price point... I didn't oh, I'm find only, too many for four. Uh, no, no,
0: no. I'm only operating in a world where we sold the Audi. Okay, the Audi's gone. Right. No, I'm. I, to make I did. Sure. Uh, sorry. All right. All no, right. thank you for clarifying. No, I'm not. I didn't shop anything at the bottom end of your budget because. Okay. I'm, right. it, it's clear that the love is is not just lost on the Audi. The love <laughs> uh, is it, It's it's a distant memory. The blue so one is the off Audi. Audi needs to go. Right. The Audi needs to go. So we're yeah. dealing... I, I'm expecting 25,000 pounds or so for all of the things. I'm okay.
1: All right. Just clarifying. And, Just and clarify.
0: I, No, it's good. And I'm trying to get you into one car that can commute and still be fun when you want it to be. And by the way, yeah, have yeah, you yeah. noticed I have twins? So <laughs> uh, all of these things. So I also... You have Nissan history. That makes me go here. Infinity, Shop the G37 Coupe, or if you can get newer, you go the Q60 Coupe. This is... The Nissan Z car gains seats and leather. That's what it is. Seats okay. and leather. Come on so, down. Yeah. It's got just a checkbox. It's really great. No, but but that's the thing about these Infinities. You have Nissan history. This gets you into kind of the Nissan Z car with more usability. So I think you should take a real look at that infinity. This is the coupe. The G37 is the older version. The Q60 is the newer version. Next week, it'll be called something else. But for right now, that's what you have to shop. <laughs> right. uh, so that's a great one. And then I had this thought. Wait a minute. Wait a minute you really wanted an mx5 you're an engineer you love cars you need back seats and you don't want to spend a lot of money you really could find options in the world of the mazda rx8 that car's Ooh. major problem is that it needs an owner who cares it needs an owner who knows how things work you're an engineer Fair. from mclaren sure i think you'll be okay So you seem to me like the perfect owner for an RX-8 because the handling. Look, that is the chassis that underpins the third generation of the Miata, okay? Mm -hmm. And it has surprisingly usable back seats. It's not a big car, but none of these are big cars. It is a car that takes a little bit of owner involvement, but you have that ability as well. RX-8 would be so much fun on a back road, and I love that as a dad car. That's the end of my 2 plus 2 list. It, the I list have, keeps
1: going? Holy cow.
0: No, I, I have one wild card because it's not a 2 plus 2. Okay. All right. And it's going to seem like a little bit of an oddball because of where you're coming out of. But I have to bring it up. You have an Audi, which I don't know if you followed along, Andrew, but apparently you think it's dull. So, um, okay, we, what if I went four doors, four seat, and hatch, but we just concentrated on how do we make that idea fun? couple right. of you out there are already going to get ahead of me and guess where I'm going. This is where I'm going. Fiesta ST, my friend. And Ooh. Europe is getting the new one that I have heard. I, I don't even think I told you this, Paul. Tom
1: Helmanzik, oh, yeah.
0: who used to work with us, yeah, yeah, has yeah. already driven the new one. He is uh, a huge of fan of the old one. He has said the new one is even better. Really? Really? We aren't getting it here. It's coming with a three-cylinder turbo. It is great and sad news. So here's the thing. You could buy a used one. You could buy a new one. But here's the thing about the Fiesta ST. It doesn't have a very nice interior, but you're going to have twins. So when they're throwing things and it gets on the interior, you're going to be like, meh. (laughs) <laughs> Not a big deal. And then you're going to hoon your way to work. Get the old one. Get the new one. Fiesta ST could be a great dad car. We know a few people. We know actually Shane up in D.C. drives three kids around on a Fiesta ST, and they cackle everywhere they go. Right, right. And a car that the flying Cheerios or, oh, look, the spilled milk, it's a Fiesta ST. They didn't get it in the leather of your Audi. You can practically hose the car out, I and think then it's you like can an hoon your way to work. I think it's
1: like an anti coating. You know, they just... Doesn't you could use spray paint on this stuff and it doesn't matter. It's great.
0: I'd... So it's my it's my wild card because it isn't a two plus two traditional sports car. But I wonder if it might be the exact antidote to that A3. And I'm stopping there.
1: Huh? No, I'm glad for Tom. He's getting in a lot of stuff. And by the way, for those who've you seen Tom on our, uh, our various videos, he is driving everything for Auto Motor und Sport in Germany getting into all kinds of cars and regaling us with his stories so we're very thrilled and proud and just really glad for him his his career has really taken off which is awesome so he's driving cars and dangling Fiesta STs that we won't ever get yeah which he's well he uh, wrote me last week
0: he don't like like two weeks ago it was he wrote me and he said have you driven the new Fiesta ST yet and I said Tom (laughs) it's not coming here and he said yes it is and I said no no Um, Ford is stopping all of these and honestly, I thought he dropped his computer. He was so shocked when I told him that. I was like, no, 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 here's what's happening to the Ford lineup. He had not followed along with that and then he just kind of uh, said, hey, I'm sorry and proceeded to tell me how great the new Fiesta ST is. I was like, I don't know if I like you anymore, but I'm glad you got to drive it. So yeah.
1: All right, we're jumping to questions. By the way, Andrew, thank you for writing. And uh, yeah, we would love to stop by if we make it to the UK. We'd love to come (laughs) over and ring your doorbell. It'd be great. And hopefully you'll have a new car by then so we could see it. Anyway, if you've got your own car debate, write to us. Please write to us your story. And that is everydaydrivertv at com or the contact button under the About tab on the website, yeah. everydaydriver.com. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people write us there as well. So please uh, send us an email. Love to hear from you. Love to hear your car debate. And uh, hopefully we can feature it on the show as well. We've got social media questions. And I have some explaining to do, I realize. Oh, I- Okay. I am currently traveling. I'm in Seattle visiting family.
0: Yes. And yes. I
1: dropped our upcoming, forthcoming Lemons race car that we will be driving mm-hmm, at the mm-hmm. October 12 to 14 race at Ridge Motorsports Park in Washington. It's up in Shelton. And so we're going to be p- positioning this car as uh, this episode, you know, the, the race in uh, episode four, uh, for season four, which I can't believe we're on the season four shoot- shooting already. No kidding. This car was Dale. So Dale is our race team organizer and he owned this car already. It hadn't run for a long time and yeah, he had the some other plans for it. And as we needed to move on from the Subaru Legacy Wagon from '96, we were all thinking, <laughs>
0: we need to move <laughs> to on from this car.
1: This was a great car. Anywhere really pool. we could go wherever. Yeah. It was great. But people were than J twenty three has asked, Where did you find a box for sub five hundred dollars? We didn't, admittedly, and a lot mm-hmm. of you were saying, all right, what's going on here? Of yeah. course, you know the, the rules for lemons, and that is you've got to have a car under $500. Every $100 above that, you get penalized in mm-hmm. laps.
0: And Who so knows how this is going to go? Oh, Can't go well for us. But but the key thing is that he already owned it. He'd had it for yeah. a while. It was sitting there not running. He talked to the Lemons guys about it and said, this is the story of this car. Can I take this car and turn it into a Lemons car? I don't know what they're going to deal with with penalties. I'm sure there'll be some. But it's not like it was this pristine running boxer. Plus, it's not an S either. This is the base car. Yes, and right. And he right. said, let me build it into a race car, which we kind of went, yes, please. No kidding. All right, so... Th-
1: Yes, Dale worked something out with the race organizers for us to be able to use the car, but it does carry a severe penalty in the form of laps. So we're down in a negative amount, essentially (laughs) racing to zero laps. So we are penalized quite heavily, but we felt that because of the car, because of the new platform, because of the racing experience that we wanted, all that would be worth it to take the penalty and then... It's it's on us even more, right? We've we've got an even bigger challenge ahead yeah. of us to and get we're this driving race for car. fun anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. To get it going, to get more laps, to turn faster times, all that kind of stuff. So we felt all right. The penalties are worth it, even though it stinks. We're down a lot of laps, and we've got to make up for that but again we feel the challenge is worth it and so therefore that is where this 986 boxer has come from dale has poured money into this car he's got it running he's got it upgraded of course you can see the roll cage that's been welded in and it's it's painted gold and so the non-player special continues with the race team that guy racing because we're that guy dale's that guy (laughs) dale is that guy for sure yes yes all right so that's where it came from And, uh, yeah, you can look forward to seeing that car on camera. This does dovetail into a question from Andrew. It's uh, Dammit Patton on Instagram. And he was watching the new head-to-head episode of the TTRS versus a new 718 Cayman GTS. And we have not driven that car, but we do expect the 718 Cayman to be in season four so that is coming
0: we're planning for it in fact we have that shoot on the calendar it is a generations of cayman episode which we've wanted to do forever and i'm thrilled we're finally doing it for tv that is part of season four and that uh that's the 718 gts specifically that is going to be in that episode which is really cool
1: right right exactly all right so jump to more questions here what else did you find
0: oh wow some cool ones i i liked edmund's question i'm going to see if i can describe this edmund on facebook said hang on hang on what does it mean when your clutch is slipping and how do you tell? Oh, yeah, right. So on your, on your manual transmission car, the clutch is a, is a consumable. It's a wearable item. It's not like it's wearing out this week or as fast as your brake pads unless you're, well, beating on it. But it is going to wear out, okay, over mm-hmm. time they yeah. all do, all right? So eventually the clutch wears to a point where essentially you can't shift anymore. You're now kind of fused in a gear. I hope you like second. So, I mean, this is what happens ultimately. Between your driving normally and uh, and that, there is obviously where that happens. The pedal over time uh, typically starts to feel very strange. You don't really know that because it's such a gradual thing that you get in it when the new clutch is in it. You're like, oh, I didn't know the pedal's supposed to feel like this. So pedal travel is one thing. Like, is your catch point, like, right off the floor? Like, it's, mm-hmm. okay, it's on the floor, and now I've lifted my big toe, and now it tried to catch. You may need a clutch. That may be part of the problem. But the the biggest thing about how to know is it's exactly what the the, the mention suggests. It feels like your drivetrain is slipping, slipping out of gear. You're driving along, and one of the best ways to test this is get on a freeway and put it in top the top gear and floor it. Because a lot of times that will reveal the slip. And it literally feels like the drivetrain is stuttering because it's not quite catching properly. And that's the clutch is wearing out. It can't maintain the friction anymore. So that's what happens. Now, I'll be honest, um, I have driven a couple of cars that were manual transmission that I drove them until the gear decided to fuse at the light. Um, I had not known prior because they were commute cars, and all of a sudden I can't actually change gears and, oh, look, the light went green and now I'm being honked at. (laughs) Hopefully that doesn't happen to you. But clutches are one of those things where uh, unless you know that you're getting to, and manuals will tell you this, forms will tell you this, unless you know you're getting to a mileage where it probably needs to be checked, if you're going to take it apart to check it, you may as well change it. So you're probably just going to wear it out and then go, oh, look, I need a clutch.
1: Yeah, right, right. All right. The J Mesh on Instagram over here is asking our suggestions for driving experiences that are relatively inexpensive, include some instruction, and plus you get to drive an interesting sports car. Mm-hmm. He's thinking of Good one. things like the Porsche experience, which, yes, I love. I think that's low-hanging fruit for me. It's it's uh, like catnip for me. I, you're mm-hmm. right. However, I will suggest that just about any quality driving school around the country offers packages so it's not just the full experience they might offer a one-day course where it's just toe in the pool it's just a little bit of say the morning is the chalk talk is what they call it it's just the lap instruction you know talking about the track talking you through everything and then the afternoon you're out on track maybe with the instructor first and then you know as they check you off and check your skills off the last Sessions say the last Mm -hmm. couple hours of the day are just you running on track. And this is just a one day program. So you'll have to look around just kind of based on where you are. We don't know exactly where you are in the country. Look around and see various driving schools. They'll offer maybe the one or two day and maybe the big ones are the three and four day experiences. Mm -hmm. Start with a one day choose that. And maybe if you can go do another one day at some other track with different cars, because you know Bondurant uses vets we'll say and and yeah, yeah. barber and then there's you mentioned there was uh something running around Laguna Seca and you could get in a base 911 or an MX-5 Miata and something else but this was this is a while back and I can't it was a not remember while ago. I'm not
0: sure what the story is now uh, plus it's that? now the it's now the weather tech Laguna Seca anyway yeah so yeah uh, it that. is are we going to have to say that now? Because I never said Mazda. Anyway, moving on. We don't. Uh, we can but, just yeah, say Laguna there, still. There is that. But uh, but actually, I'm going to go even cheaper on this idea, because I love this question. There is the really cheap version of this, and it's twofold. You go to a place. Vegas is the place that has this year-round. But there's a lot of companies that travel that do this, that do the exotic car on track experience. Mm-hmm, and what you're yeah. paying for is is number of laps. I mean, each lap is, right, right. I'm going to just guess here, each lap is like 80 bucks. Go get four or five laps. Now, that's okay. You've spent three, $400, okay? But you can pick a really fun sports car that you can't believe you get to drive in the first place. And because it's an exotic sports car and they're putting random people in it, it always comes with a guy right seat. There's no mm-hmm. option of, I'm going to drive this otherwise. It may go by real quickly. But like I say, buy, buy four or five laps. And, and a lot of these... These companies will travel to a track near you, and they'll do an event for the day, and you can go out, or you can travel to a place like Vegas that has it year-round. Get four or five laps in the same car with the same instructor back-to-back and really listen and really just sit down with him right away and be like, I want to drive this car fast, but I also want to really learn how to do that in general so that he knows I'm listening to you, and I want to learn, and you're going to be done in 15, 20 minutes, but – you only spend a few hundred dollars, and you got a high-end sports car experience and some track True. instruction all at once. So that's oh, the I cheapest way to do it. The 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 I love your half. Some of the half-day schools are even fairly affordable, but generally, it still has a comma in it, which can True. be daunting. Yeah. So yeah, this is a way you can get the even cheaper version. I wouldn't personally wouldn't do a one lap of any of these. It's over before you've learned anything. You, you've you barely gotten settled into the car, and you're done. So buy yourself a handful of laps, and that may be the cheapest way to do it in somebody else's car. Then in your own car, of course, there's always autocross. Go to autocross in your own car and get a guy to ride with you every single time. Who's the local hot shoe? Have him yeah, ride right. right seat. Oh, you can do that, idea. too.
1: That's a great idea. I love it. Um, looking at other questions around here. Looking at Sam and Juan on Instagram. Said the new 2019 Hyundai Santa Fe, Kona, and Kia Sportage, Sportage? have their rear turn <laughs> signals mounted low, down low, or inside the rear bumpers. Is there a reason for this, or is it simply a design decision? It really has to do with the de- design decision. If you look back at the old Land Rover discos, the Discoveries had the same mm-hmm. thing, but you've answered your own question by writing and saying, I've noticed these. Well, there you go. You noticed them. <laughs> Yeah. Be, just by virtue of where they're located, and it caught your attention, and you're looking at them. It's not necessarily just integrated into the cluster anymore. And what sure, that speaks sure. to me about is spending more money on the design and letting themselves be a little bit uh, – upscale is the wrong word, but but letting the design dictate things a little bit more because – if it were purely we have to build a cheap car well what do you do you build everything into one light cluster that way you have sure. one yeah. part from the supplier rather than two or three around the car if mm-hmm. you know what i mean mm-hmm. so you can see, you can tell okay well the more development and the designers had called out a detail and thought you know what that area could be good for is the turn signal it could be the the light cluster for just that That's extra tooling. It's extra wiring. It's extra expenditure to make that happen. And so that speaks to me as a good thing that they're letting themselves go that direction and explore the form language and then think, all right, well, this could be an eye catching thing right there. Plus, your eyes are kind of looking and pointed more downwards. You're not looking up as, you know, quite as much, even though theoretically, as much as you and I talk about it, everybody is driving an SUV these days. So, Mm -hmm. you know, your eyes are already higher than usual. But yes. It's, uh, it's really more of a des- design decision than anything else.
0: Uh, the other thing about this that's going on that, I mean, you can speak to it much better than I can, but it's something that I've always noticed. It's twofold. First off, there are a million regulations about what lights have to do. On there are, yes. There's so, a, so there's – It's,
1: it's there's, the there's, rear three-quarter, and you have to be looking at it from a certain angle, and you have to be s- able to see the far light cluster.
0: Yeah, so so there's all of those things that it has to adhere to. But then inside those parameters, every manufacturer, look at headlights, every manufacturer is trying to do a lighting structure now. If they have any money at all, they try to do a lighting structure that becomes a signature element. The big one I can think of right now is the Cadillac Escalade with those huge pillar lights on the oh, edges sure. of the hatch. Sure. All the Cadillacs have got. Let's be honest. They've instead of having fins, they're reminiscent of their fins with their tail lights now. BMW has the yeah. halo eyes. Audi has their eye, eye structure. Everybody's trying to do tail lights. You know, Dodge is doing the the, the circular racetrack uh, rear tail light thing. Yeah, So everybody right, tries right. to get a signature thing where you can. It's that joke. You You've always made about uh, seeing cars at night. They want to be able to be recognizable, that recognizable all the time. Hmm.
1: Exactly. Exactly. All right. What else? Else
0: did you find on here? Uh, let's see. I, I don't have an answer here, but I want to touch on this real quickly. Fuse Photography said he's had his car for seven years and he still loves it. He he says it does everything I need it to do. It's all my lifestyle stuff. It it does all the family stuff. I can autocross in it. I love it. What is it? Well, it's an extensively modified Ford Fusion Sport. Hmm, and he's right. going. I can't find anything else on the market I like as much. What's wrong with me? Is essentially what he's asking. <laughs> um, I look here, here. There's a separate thing here. Look, we're always talking about a new experience, but one of the other reasons we're talking about it is because I feel your pain here. Because I settle into a car to where I just I love it. I'll, I'll be really honest with you. There was no real reason I should sell my 300ZX or my Saab 92X or sure. my GT86. In all of those cases, I still like that car when I sold it. What happens is if you have a car you really love, besides that reality, because you're used to how your body fits in the seat and well, the key goes there and I can reach for the – you become subconscious with it. Every other car is going to feel, if you will, awkward by comparison. Even a great car. So if you're looking for a car that you sit into after having this much love for this Fusion and getting it dialed to be your perfect car, I don't think you're ever going to sit in another car and feel like it's lightning in a bottle because you're so used to and kind of you've grown into this Fusion. So you're going to have to come to a point where you decide, I want a new experience, and it's okay to let this car I love go. Otherwise, in another seven years, you'll be driving the Fusion and probably still happy. Mm,
1: Exactly. All right, there was a question over here that is really kind of concern me and i went digging and it was about okay. cruise control actually it mm-hmm. was uh cruise control on the new cayman and it was from where chad. Was
0: that chad had it on facebook yep.
1: yes chad on facebook when specking out a new cayman cruise control is not available with the manual transmission it's my understanding that that is adaptive cruise control where it is in stop and go traffic and mm. therefore, regular cruise control is still available. Correct me if I'm wrong. But oh, okay. cruise control, as we know it, just you set the speed and you're good. But the adaptive cruise control where the, where the car is inching along in traffic and needs to be able to upshift and downshift based on your speed, that's what's not available with the manual transmission. Oh, sure. I believe I could, of course, regular is still there. I guess regular mm. just by push the button and you're cruising along at 60 or yeah. whatever. But, yeah, it's the adaptive ACC cruise control that they take away because they have to because ha- the car has to be able to of the manual. You know, change okay. speeds and because of the manual. So I th- yeah, think that's I, the that, that question
0: there. that question surprised me. Maybe you're right, but I will say, say this to you as well, Chad. If you're buying a uh, a Cayman with a manual transmission, it's probably your fun car do you need cruise control? I own two cars right now and neither one of them has cruise control. <laughs> That's the, I, the other point, yes. You know, if, if while driving cross-country in the Lotus, did 800 miles, don't recommend it. While, while doing that, I missed <laughs> cruise control. Every other time, I'm perfectly happy to not have it. So depending upon how you're using this car, I, the adaptive cruise control thing makes sense to me, Paul. I, I think in your drilling down, that makes logical product sense because the Caymans are so expensive, I wouldn't think they'd just preclude it altogether. But if they do, Okay, I'll drive my cabin. <laughs> then
1: they're just Porsche being Porsche, right? Yeah, exactly. We do that, that, of course, is just, extra. By the way, you're,
0: you're, pay, pay us more. We're going to give you cloth door handles. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you get less for more. Please pay us. Yeah. Yes, that's the Porsche way. It's fantastic, <laughs> but it's the Porsche way. Good on them.
1: All right, well, there's so many more questions that we've got to get to. We can uh, hopefully get to those in the future podcast, but... We will leave it here for now. Guys, thank you so much. Really, really appreciate you writing in. Keep asking questions on social media. And like I said, we've got more to come and uh, hopefully to include more of these on uh, future podcasts. Not too distant future. Holy cow. We've got to uh, break
0: so we can go shoot stuff. We've got to shoot a film for sure. Yes, we got a whole lot to do. And actually, keep in mind, we're not only shooting a lot of stuff, but you can watch a lot of stuff right now. Again, that is all on Amazon and on Vimeo. And, of course, it's still rerunning on Velocity. We'd love for you to see our new stuff. And there's new stuff coming to YouTube. And there's stuff like mountain bikes coming to you. There's crazy things happening over here. We're busy and we're loving it. Thank you guys for enjoying what we do.
1: Yep, really appreciate it. Looking forward to next time.
0: Cheers.
2: I just
1: got
0: a scratch on my chest. Your chest of drawers can't help you in a windstorm, but the Geico Insurance Agency can help you get covered for personal property damage. Call Geico to see how affordable homeowners insurance can be.
1: Napa know-how.
0: Right now, you can get a $20 prepaid Visa gift card by mail with the purchase of a Napa Legend premium battery. Its durability and power make it the obvious choice for people who hate getting stranded by a dead car battery. So pretty much everyone. The Napa Legend Premium Battery and $20 back. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa Know-How.
1: Napa Know-How.
0: At participating Napa Auto Parts stores and Napa Auto Care Centers. Limit two per household while supplies last. Offer ends to 2819.
2: I'm Rita Foley with an AP News Minute. Federal government worker Blake Murray in D.C. says he's pretty much had it with the partial government shutdown. It's
0: pretty demoralizing, um, you know, and I feel like kind of a
2: pawn in a political game and totally powerless. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi is asking President Trump to postpone his January 29th State of the Union address, citing security concerns. But Republicans say this is just politics, shutdown politics a move intended to keep President Trump off the national stage. Going to prison for 20 years, a Tennessee teacher who took a 15-year-old student and ran for weeks, Prosecutor Dan Cochran. We think it's a serious sentence. 20 years is a significant amount of time. He's going to have all that time to think about what he did, the consequences of it. We asked for 30, obviously, but 20 is a very serious sentence, and we feel good about it. An employee and a customer at an IHOP restaurant in Huntsville, Alabama, were killed in a shooting that also injured another employee. I'm Rita Foley.